Hey, yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs, and as always, I'm joined by AIW owner John Thorne. What's up, Thorne? Yo, what's up? Nothing, nothing back again. Um, and uh, we are we are joined with another guest on the, on the pod here today. We got uh, AIW super fan, uh, IW guide host, uh, one half of the Mysterious Benefactors, uh, Mr. Jay Gold, Josh Goldstein. What's up, Goldstein? What's up, Jay Gold? <laughs> What's up, fellas? You, you, I, first, Thorne, I know you're upset that it's not the other I know, I benefactor. Say, what, what the heck? I, when I was when I was told when I got my uh, my rundown memo in my email and said the gold gold scene was coming on, I thought it was going to be uh, Sam. What, what, what's up? Yeah, he's very unreliable. Afford, we couldn't afford Sam <laughs> he, to this week, huh? Two legs. No, he he's been he's been kind of jet setting in Manhattan. He was at the Knicks game the other night, the Ranger game, and you actually you guys have gotten me on a dinner club night. I am about six sakis deep and two <laughs> beers, so I am ready to roll. All kinds of weird food I saw you eating, but no, we're 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 booking Sam. Believe me, uh, I thought it would be easier to have one at a one at a time and kind of be able to stretch our guest, you know, our guest list out a little bit. You know what I mean? Get a couple weeks out of out of yeah. You get just you get Sam ripping me apart, so you know you can have him on his own, so he doesn't have to <laughs> destroy me every chance Jiggled. he gets. Going going hard on a Wednesday night, dude. I'm on my uh, sixth <laughs> or seventh uh, bottled water. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys in your water, and I'm gonna be all bloated tomorrow for work. I have a, a couple of in-person meetings, and people are gonna be like, "What happened to your face?" And it's just sake bloat. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were laughing because uh, you know, <clears throat> like we said, we've really been trying to you know keep weekly with the podcast and kind of keep it updated and get new stuff coming out. And uh, we had some stuff going on earlier in the week, so we pushed it back a little bit. And uh, Josh was like, God, "I'm kind of busy about this time," and me and Thorne were like. Man, are we that old that we're like, you know, nine thirties like pushing it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> laughing about night, it like. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm at this point in the suburbs where like, if people ask me to do anything, um, I say yes, and then I'll I'll work it out the next morning. Like, I have been at at restaurants where the next day I've had to use the bathroom on the Long Island Railroad, and I have been humiliated doing that. So I I never say no to anything. I'm just like, whatever tomorrow brings, I will take the consequences. So. I have dinner tonight, and you guys will worry about it tomorrow. Hey, we're here for a short time, not a long. Or we're here for a good time, not a long time. That's right? correct. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how if we're here for a good time, even though we couldn't get Sam. Right. We're gonna have to settle for Josh. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you know, great. like uh, you guys have been great supporters of AIW, and uh, Two Legs and I were talking about kind of you know, uh, I'm not even gonna lie. We were <laughs> Nick Sanka came in December, and was like, man podcast has really been sucking lately you know he's like you guys do like one podcast a month and all it is is like previewing the show uh so uh i kind of have uh instilled two legs with some power to kind of uh spice things up a little bit here in the podcast world so um you know uh, we came up with or he kind of presented this idea of like you know after a show maybe we reach out to uh you know a fan and get their perspective on things instead of us just kind of like boringly running it down from our perspective we thought it would be good to kind of get a get an outside view and we can kind of uh you know go back and forth on things and you know see if it works it's a great and, idea and if it doesn't work this you'll be the only one that ever does it so yeah yeah people <laughs> all say they fucking hate me everything is fine I'm, it's fine i'm used to that anyway so no but uh like i was saying you and your brother have been incredible uh supporters over the years of aiw 
uh, always, you know, treating us way, uh, way better than any of us deserve. You know, uh, infamously, I'm sure we've talked about on the podcast, you guys renting out an entire bar uh, in New Jersey for for the (laughs) roster to uh, to drink. Uh, Anytime you guys had uh, come into Cleveland during when we were doing the dive bar, you guys were uh, Mm -hmm. doing. Doing uh, bottle service and competing with Scott Random, you know, you, having competing uh, VIP booths, uh, just uh, always just go above and beyond for everybody, and uh, everybody certainly appreciates it. So, uh, you know, that's yeah, we 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 love you guys. You guys are are put smiles on our faces. So, what are we supposed to do? The best way to kind of show how much we appreciate it, you know, is is to do that. So, whatever we can do, it, it makes us happy. And you guys, your success is is great to us. So. Whatever happens in the future, it keeps going. That's all that matters. Yeah, we hope, well, we hope it keeps going. I mean, this was uh, yeah. this show was a uh, it was full of some doom and gloom uh, circumstances uh, for sure. You know, with the with the Stan Hansen thing, which just I mean, you know, like there are people like arguing with us on Twitter and like all this stuff that just didn't know the context of anything anything that happened. I know that you saw a lot of that. But, uh, <laughs> those texts were uh, those Twitter those tweets from that person whoever was coming after you I didn't even really know what they were saying like all I could say to them was what the hell are you talking about like what what is wrong okay the guy could he canceled what do you want what, what response did you want right, did they it. want you to do did they want you to be like let me write an obituary for this dude no he canceled we have to make best of it you know right and just people are insane and, I mean, they were like talking like he was like on his deathbed or something like that was <laughs> No, that was not the case, you know, and like that's why we even said, you know, he, he was feeling a little bit better, you know. He just listen, like I, I, I really don't know, like I, I'll probably never know the whole story and the whole thing, but uh, he started getting a little unsure of himself about, I don't know, like two weeks before the show, and then, um, you know, we had to work out a deal again. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I was like, you know, mm-hmm. we're like, we're like two weeks out, man. Like. You know, because uh, he had he had traveled for something, and uh, I don't know if he got confused in the airport or something. But he called me, and he was very just like, "I can't do the airports anymore." You know, like, and uh, I was like, "What are you talking? Like, what? I don't know what you're talking about." You know, like, and he was look. The guy was in on Saturday night's main event in the '80s. Yeah. What did they expect in 2024? This dude's supposed to be doing. Is he supposed to be? Have every all of his faculties and he's in his seventies. I think he's probably almost eighty. Like, 70, what'd you expect I think from he's him? Seventy four, but you know, so like he was yeah. a little unsure of himself, and um, you know, he he had uh, wanted to pull off, and then called me back, and uh, he had allegedly, you know, I don't know if this has actually happened or not, booked his wife a plane ticket uh, because he was scared to travel. Like, he was scared to travel alone based on whatever experience he had had, you know. Uh, at this point, you know, two weeks prior to the event. Uh, and then, you know, we were all good. And then, you know, he was wanted me to book his hotel room. And I was just like, I'm going I'm to book it, you know, as soon as, you know, as soon as I know that you're at the airport, you know, it's not that hard to, to get you a, a hotel. And uh, he could mm-hmm. call me one in the hotel. And I said I was going to book the hotel. And, like, thank God we did not do this because I don't even know how you reverse it. But he wanted to be paid in a cashier's check. I don't even know if you can reverse that. You know what I mean? Once you, like, yeah. Put it in somebody's name. Uh, thank God we didn't. We did not do that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you know he uh, said that you know he he felt not great and had uh, had a fever. Uh, and then you know 
which we alluded to last week on the podcast. It was just kind of a weird call. And then, you know, I called him back on Thursday and, you know, I just said, hey, I'm just following up. And he's just like, I can't do it. You know, I'm feeling a little better, but I, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I'm sure you're going to survive. Uh, I just can't do it. <laughs> and uh, I wish you luck with the event. I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sure this is going to leave a bad taste in your mouth about Stan Hansen. And I apologize about that. But he's just like, I'm sorry, man. I just I can't do it. I don't know if I can be doing these things anymore. And I was like, Stan, you know, like the show's in two days. Maybe you'll feel a little better. I bought this first class airfare. I've, I've done everything that you have asked of me and uh he's like i know and i appreciate it um but i'm sure you'll survive you know that's just kind of how he left it he's like <laughs> and i you know like what else am i gonna do you know like uh i i yeah. i literally like hung up and i was just like i have to release a statement right now uh so you can't force somebody to get on a plane right. you know what i mean as much as the people on the fucking twitter want you to there's nothing you can <laughs> right. do oh, well, that you can sit there and look at the uh the uh receipts from the hotel and the uh, from the plane that you've uh the plane ticket you bought that's about it well yeah i mean and you know uh, we had got plane tickets and you know you have to buy all the you know the signing materials and everything the eight by tens and all that stuff you have to get that in advance so i mean we were in a good 1500 bucks so you know i kind of was like it, you know, I asked him, but like, there's that's all I can do, you know. And if he says he said no, he said no. And uh, I spent my Friday trying to get a refund, which was denied, and, you know. Like, uh, all I could do is get credit for the ticket, but it he the way it sounded is he didn't really like he might not be doing too many more appearances. It, it didn't sound like he was interested, you know, and and trying to uh, make it up. I think he's just kind of realizing he needs to wind it down. Um, you know, which is, you know, he's earned that, but, uh, all, <laughs> but one of the things that sucks, you guys, any, any of these, uh, um, older wrestlers who come in, any of these, you know, stars that come in, the, the appreciation that the fans from AIW always give these guys, unfortunately, he doesn't even realize how much people were wanted to see him. Like they, I mean, people, I mean, my God, like Stan Hansen, like to, I mean, I have a Stan Hansen figure in my, you know, in my collection, like everybody wants to see Stan Hansen. It's a shame that he doesn't even realize like how much I think he'd value. I he think he brought. does, you know, but it was just, you know, he's, he's older. And I think, you know, something happened, you know, when he traveled a few weeks prior and, you know, it just, he was just like, you know, I shouldn't, I should stay home, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. and I, you know, maybe he was sick, maybe he wasn't sick. I I don't know, you know, like he told me that he just wasn't feeling well. Like and that thing on Twitter was like making it sound like, you know, he was like had, like had some sort of like really bad sickness, like you know, he he just said he wasn't feeling well. It wasn't, you know, anything he was just at home, you know. He wasn't at the hospital, he didn't go to the doctor or anything like that. Uh it was it was somebody trying to paint you as like the bad guy in the situation. Yeah. Like, have some respect for Stan Hansen. He's like on his deathbed. How <laughs> dare you, you the, know, accuse him of not which coming? Which is not the case. And like, it's like, <laughs> right? I wasn't trying to. For anyone that doesn't know, I, I wasn't guess trying to bury him at all. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, we have to put out what you know what happened. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't lie. I didn't. You know, I didn't uh, try to paint him in a bad light. It was just you know. Unfortunately, it's, you know, cost of doing business, I guess, you know, like sometimes these things just happen, but we were like, 
we were really concerned, you know, just that's the first time we've gone into that market without a legend, um, you know, and especially we've never had a big cancellation to, you know, in that market. So we didn't know how it was going to turn out because, you know, we always kind of internally think that you need that in Akron. Um, so we were real concerned and, you know, tickets were not, tickets weren't crazy, you know, you know, like, which was, you know, another concern, you know, for Stan, you know, coming, that was a concern as well. You know what I mean? Like tickets weren't going that crazy, but you know, we put that statement out there and I don't know what happened, but tickets went crazy, you know? So like uh, a, a lot of people, you know, came out and, you know, uh, tickets really kind of progressed rapidly, you know, Thursday, Friday, and all day Saturday. I mean, you know, you can ask two legs. I'd be looking and, and checking the numbers, you know, and, like, they were just going up like like crazy while we were setting up at the venue. Yeah, one because the, uh, sorry, Akron's... No worries, no worries. Akron is one of those... Um, it's Eventbrite, so the tickets are through us, so it's not like at this at the Shrine where you're just checking Ticketmaster to see what's available. Thorne had the numbers and was watching them get sold. Like, geez, it was just kept going up all day. I, I feel like one of the things that I've noticed, and, and this is from a completely outsider being on the East Coast, is when you guys put a call to arms out, and, and it happened in December, and I think it happened here, when you put a call to arms out to the fans in Ohio, everybody seems to respond. It's 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 quite kind of like, it's when you're looking from the outside in, you're like, oh my God, these guys said, hey, we couldn't do it, but we really still need to sell this place out. People seem to, like... It, they seem to rally around the the cry when you come out and do that, and it's you don't do it often, and when you do do it, people respond, and it's very interesting for me to hear like if I went to a show in in Ridgefield Park and it was me and my daughter and two other dudes and one guy with a Lucha Underground title, and there were four of us sitting in the crowd and they put a call out, and no one went. You guys put a call out and you do five hundred in Akron. It's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, you, you have to, you know, a lot of the guys really were, were hustling. You know, we have a lot of, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of talent is is from the area. You know what I mean? Tyler Jordan, Shelby Wilder, Sam Holloway, Dom Greeny, Trey Lamar, you know, um, Josh Bishop. A, a lot of, you know, everybody was, you know, pushing, you know what I mean, locally in the market. Mm-hmm. Pedro. Um, you know, was hanging posters and, 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 you know, putting flyers out and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we were uh, overjoyed with with how it turned out because uh, it was uh, it was it was very tense. It was also very tense because my real life boss was coming to the event and I was terrified all day of what that experience was 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 really? going to be like because uh, you just don't know how real real people are going to uh, take to uh, an AIW live event, you know. Um, so, uh, that was, well, so what happened? So what was the, uh, what was the loved result? Loved, oh yeah. Absolutely nice. loved it. Thought it was the funnest thing she's done in years. Like couldn't <laughs> like uh, ecstatic, you know? And, uh, she was like, wow, why have you been hiding this? I said, well, I haven't really been hiding <laughs> it, but I've been advertising it. And, you know, there are a lot of people that have gotten, a lot of guys have gotten heat at their jobs for being involved in wrestling. Josh Prohibition infamously had to, uh, he had to retire for two years be- until, wow, you know, he got tenured. Um, you know, Duke has, I've had to wipe Duke clean off of, off of stuff. Uh, you know, other guys have gotten, 
you know, you just, you know, you, you never know if somebody just doesn't like it, they don't like it. They don't want, you know, to be associated with it. Um, you know, sometimes things are a little overly violent or, you know what I mean? A little riskier. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a pretty scary, pretty scary day for me, you know, especially when you got Paul London on the car, <laughs> who's known to whip real garbage around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know there was yeah. a there was yeah. a very strict talking to <laughs> to everybody. I said these are the you know because the seats are assigned, uh, and I said these are the seats. Nobody comes over here, you know. Like it was very scary. <laughs> And then you people say, are asking, they're going, so so we're standing there and everyone, he's in, and, and this is a company-wide meeting. I mean, they literally round everybody up. Get over here. I don't care if you're the guy sweeping the floor. Everyone get over here and shut up. And he goes, oh, these are the seats over, you know, on this edge. And then somebody kind of questions, like, so don't go just, like, over by the koi pond or just, like, on that side? And Thorne's like, no, let's just cut the building in half. Do not go on this half of the building. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, nobody, nobody on this side of the building. Uh, you know, because <laughs> you, 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 you say that I have the global chief of human resources of New York Life Insurance today. And she came over to me and she goes, how is your podcast doing? And I go, oh, I go, well, you know, we're number two in Norway, like as a joke to like <laughs> to pop her. And she's like, yeah, you know, I listen to some of it. She's like, it's good. And I was like, you listen. I couldn't believe that this woman is the chief of human resources of 11,000 employees. And she comes and tells me she listens. I go, well, if you really like that. I go, the card is going to change. I go, I'm going to be on it one day. Yeah. I go, so I'll tell you when it's on. And she's like, I promise you I will listen to it. I could not believe it's, it. I could. That's a total different story from your side oh, where so, you don't have to erase me well, from anything. It, These people all are she interested. She's down a rabbit hole. She's like, you have a podcast? Like, all this stuff. Right. Like, oh, my God. This is my worst nightmare. You know? Like, she's there, like, with her husband. And it's just like, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't know what what is what they are going to think. You know, they're... You know, and she's like, you know, you're really like you're, you're really missing out on the suburban housewife market. I feel like there should be like <laughs> she's like, I feel like people from like country clubs would, would really enjoy this. And I was, she's like, this is so fun. And I was like, you are from like a totally different demographic than the majority mm-hmm. of the people in the crowd. But, you know, I, I did I, I did take her feedback and I went to, you know, the, the, the student chat and I just said, listen, this was you know, this is a person that's probably never seen live pro wrestling in her life and thought it was one of the funny, funnest experience, live experiences she's had out on a Saturday night. Yeah. And, you know, she's not, it's not like she's, she's, you know, not like an old lady. She's younger. You know what I mean? But like, she's from a totally different walk of life than, you know, the majority of, you know, what you stereotype as a wrestling fan. And she thought it was great. So, you know, I, I just said that that is just kudos to everybody that, you know, we can appeal to, you know, so many different types of people and age ranges. And, you know, uh, there should really be like a like a study on pro wrestling because like it just bring it. It appeals to so many different people in different ways. And for the most part, it seems everybody gets along and has fun. And but uh I gave like I, I gave all the students their props and I just said, you know, it's crazy that, you know, someone that's never really seen it can enjoy it. You, you know what I mean? And like just uh, appreciate it. And it, I was relieved to, to say the least as well. 
uh, yeah, you know. Can she talk to my wife? My wife hates wrestling. <laughs> That's the other side yeah. of it. She absolutely of- hates it. She knows that Harper and I go, my daughter and I go to all the shows. We're coming to Akron together. We're going to be there before the, the summer starts. She's like, she hates it. I wish she would call my wife and be like, it's great. I've taken her a million shows. She hates it. I don't know how to explain. You haven't it. taken her to AIW though. I think AIW has a little bit of a different live experience. You know. Yeah, she might come. She might come to this to the next Akron show with me and and my kids. So who knows? She came to. She went to Mahoning and met Pat and everybody yeah. who was there. And she was just like, I I'm glad you enjoy it, but she can't stand it. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, so but, and that's you know that's kind of the thing is to why it's like you know I'm not. Uh, promoting it at my real job and a lot of the guys don't don't <laughs> promote it at their real jobs because you know if you get a boss that thinks it's stupid you know like that's yeah you know that's it you, you yep. know like uh so i was on like extra extra like tense high alerts all day saturday mm-hmm. and um <laughs> you know i was like kind of focused on you know seeing what that experience was like and, uh, you know, because because for you, I think it's big thorn in a way where it's not just like, uh, you know, somebody finds out at work that you're a wrestling fan or you watch wrestling. They you you are in charge. You are the ringmaster of all this. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like uh, it's a little it's a little heavier in my opinion that like if you don't like wrestling, okay, it's one thing. But then they're like, you're like coordinating all of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like a whole other thing. I yeah, think. was not a, was was not the biggest fan of uh, the uh, interaction between Derek and Ziggy. I'll say that and. Uh, you know that was a little I was like ah and I was like oh like uh but that but you know um that was really the only kind of negative negative feedback which is you know which is pretty understandable uh but yeah I was on I was on pretty high alert Saturday so um but everybody rose to the occasion and like everybody was aware of you know like hey you know like if this if this goes this goes bad you know it's going to be all of our faults so, you know, uh, uh, there, there was a, a little added, you know, pressure, you know, so to speak, because, you know, you don't want it to, you, you know, you don't want it to be viewed as something like stupid or lowbrow, you know, like, which I feel was like the wrestling stereotype for so long. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, loved it and super supportive of it and wants to bring <laughs> Her friends and wants to come all. Oh my! Wants to come all the time now. So, oh my! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, very, you know, very unexpected. But you know, it was one of those things because it's like you just never know, like when they're gonna find out, you know, how they're gonna feel about it, and you know, um, people just people, other people at work, you know, that it's it's on the AW TikTok. But that after Raw, when we were at. Uh, when we were at Raw and Kevin Owens like talked about us and talked about Biggins and came and gave me a hug and like it wasn't on TV but they had the fucking cameras like you know we were on the Titan Tron uh, so a lot of people you know that uh, cross paths with me at work saw that and then a lot of questions started circulating around the workplace <laughs> uh, so the jig was up pretty quick after that but uh, yeah couldn't have uh, gone better I suppose for me so uh, yeah. That was. She did. She come to you and tell you she thought that rendition of Thunderball was one of the greatest she's ever heard. Her husband <laughs> was like, "Oh my god, he's that's Thunderball. <laughs> this is great." <laughs> oh, Paul's the best. Yeah, and wild. And, uh, 
Paul was there. You know, Paul was actually talking like before Paul's match. He popped out when I was talking to them, and I was telling her about. I was telling them about this guy that swings garbage, and how I told them don't <laughs> swing garbage at you. And he kept like I looked behind me, and like Paul is just being Paul, and he's just talking to her husband. And uh, I go, "This is the garbage guy that you got to stay away from." <laughs> the garbage guy. But uh, oh, yeah, boy. let's 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 get into it from your perspective. Uh, the stream because it's a little bit of a different experience than the live crowd, you know. And I'm I'm interested. Yeah, to so see, you know how how you feel about it. Yeah, so I, I so I'll tell you this. I had a guy over who's never, and I mean never watched wrestling before. I, I invite. Oh, there's a lot of dads. Well, in very the area. similar to the story I just told because I had somebody in the crowd. Yeah. that's never. I'm pretty sure watched wrestling. Before. <laughs> well, so like he's he's like the only the last <laughs> the time story I watched they wrestling. Told me, I think yeah. they might have had two different viewing experiences. I don't know how much Jerry's going to talk about. <laughs> right. The last. Oh, I'll talk. The last. <laughs> this guy told me the last time he watched wrestling with his dad in the 80s, and all he knew was like he said the word like junkyard dog. Like that's all he knew. Oh, nice. So we microdosed mushrooms, and I had him come over. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're gonna love it. I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna watch my friends at AIW. It's gonna be great. I promise you, I'll talk you through it. You know, whatever. He he was he loved it. He, we had a blast together. Um, I'll tell you this: the the production of this episode of this of this show was, I mean, even a thousand times more uh, uh, tight and 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 ready to roll than even the last episode. Like, it was. From my side, it looked like, and and we said it on our show the last time that came out, it looked like an episode of almost of ECW TV or Monday Night Raw from like the early two thousands. Like well, it was, I, you, guys, you, in a, you guys, you guys. I mean, we talked yeah. a little bit about it when uh, Chase was on a couple weeks ago, but uh, we had this big meeting recently, and you know, props to Chase because he like he is really pushing for more kind of you know, regular meets and, you know, ironing things out and pitching ideas, which, you know, before like the pitching and the things like that, it just kind of existed in like text form, you know, like, Oh, like in like a, you know, a Facebook, you know, group chat or stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, you know, that's how Biggins and I would do it. Biggins and I would go sit at a diner for like eight hours and, you know, just fucking, you know, live, you know, live go off of each other. But, you know, like through COVID and, you know, Biggins passing away and just things evolving and, you know, uh, people getting, you know, real jobs and stuff. You know, it's just like the time just kind of slipped away and it's just like, okay, how about these matches? How about this? How about this? But Chase has really been pushing these like in-person meets and I really think that they've been pretty effective because, it, you know, like we're able to to workshop stuff like that and... I said, you know, Chase is a much younger guy than me. And I said, hey, I want you to start watching SmackDown from, like, it's like July 17th, 2002 or something. Uh, it's some, somewhere in that mm-hmm. area. And I said, I want, yep. you to, I want you to start, you know, watching this. You know, he's, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he's, you know, not that old in 2002. And uh, I said, I want you to watch this. And these are some, you know, just watch how the things flow and uh, stuff like that. And um, he did. And, like, he really started, you know, he wants it to be, he wants the stream to be a different experience almost or a more in-depth experience than 
the you know what the live crowd gets which the live crowd i think everybody loves the live aw experience like i don't we're, we're not messing with that and um you know i i i think we have a pretty decent formula with that it's just really up to the guys and the alcohol right like oh. <laughs> but uh no doubt chase wanted to he really wanted to give a, a different experience to the to the live stream and he, you know we had this meeting the night of the royal rumble and you know we pitched these things and um you know he i kind of empowered him a little bit and i've you know empowered people like wadsworth and um dustin alberti and uh to kind of come up with these things and you know i walked in and <laughs> two legs gonna can you know he can confirm this i walked in and you would have thought we were on a hollywood set because everybody is running up to me with scripts and like yeah. layouts and formats <laughs> and i was just like guys like my boss is coming tonight like i need to like focus on like that because i'm pretty nervous about it i was like <laughs> i trust you guys to execute these ideas you know like i like i've given my i've given my suggestions prior to this like i can't sit here and go over these scripts right now there's just like too much going on um uh, and you know you're running was, the show. It was just like you know, like things are breaking. You're running the show. Like I'm like, you, you know, like I'm like a like I'm like a coordinator. You know what I mean? Like I I don't even know. Yeah. Like I I know I'm like the owner or whatever. But like to describe my job on a show day is impossible. So like I'm just like I do not have the bandwidth in my brain right now for this. Please just do it. You know, and they did it. It was it was pretty much like every single personnel of so like to, almost to put it in football terms like Thorne is obviously like the owner of all this. The head coach came up to him and had a question. The offensive coordinator was like, "Well, what about this?" The defensive coordinator was like, "Hey, hey, real quick, I want to check on the." Every single person of the AIW staff and student had like asked him a question in like a five minute span. And then somebody who was the last person who had it was a like cool ass Andy or somebody came up and had something going on. And I was like, "Guys, I think if one more person asked Thorne a question, he's going to kill us all or freak out or something." <laughs> because it was right when you were like really stressing about your boss and you weren't sure how that was going to go, and just every single person was like hey thorn <laughs> i i tell you what the the two shots that made the show completely different than anything i've seen you guys do is one chase had a live shot outside tadmore like you guys were at the lost battalion hall in <laughs> queens right. yeah, yeah. yeah and then and then he had when broner came out and i think west too he started filming them walking through the curtain through Gorilla. Yeah, and I know he, yeah. he did and, that with Money Shot as, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it changed the entire dynamic of the way the show felt on TV. It felt like a t- it, it felt like you guys were filming a TV show. Like, even Butters, we did, the sh- we did a review, and he was at the show, and he watched it. And he said the video experience felt, took him back to the early 2000s and felt like one of those shows. I mean... It, that's completely different than even Terror at the Temple, where it felt more of like your normal AIW show. This one felt like you guys were ready to roll, like TV style, ready to roll. And it was a, it was almost like how they say like technology expands exponentially. You guys, your broadcast absolutely took an exponential jump from December to February. Yeah, and I mean, that I, was, not to cut you off, Two Legs, but uh, 
you know, that's that's what we were going for, you know, and like Tear at the Temple was its own other animal to where it, things weren't really fleshed out yet. But like we had met and, you know, we were in the process of kind of formulating these ideas. And, uh, the, you know, the only thing I told Chase was I said, whatever you're doing, you have to do it in a tight window because I don't want to send Dex Royal and Mikey Montgomery out there to just totally rip it up and fire the crowd for them to wait three minutes for packages Mm -hmm. to play on the stream. So, you know, a a little inside baseball is like what he did is like while they were like still celebrating and selling to get out of the ring, those packages were already playing for you guys at home, you know? So then by the time, by the time, you know, Mikey is coming through the curtain, like Steve guy is, is, is resetting. And there was not, much of a down you know any downtime you know more than normal maybe 20 30 seconds would you say it's it's funny that you say that because we said also another thing that i noticed was so mikey and dex they finish there's a package you go right to steve guy there was less of that if you watch i mean i've watched so many of your shows on streams if you watch the stream from from one match to the next match there's a lot of time where you see steve getting in the ring whether they're sweeping or, or cleaning up, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was like a lot more tightened though. up. Yeah, there was no, as you said, uh, two legs. There was no down. There was no dead time. It was, I, here's your package, bam, here's Steve Guy. And it, it really worked. The thing and the reason I think that is, and honestly, the reason it's all working so well, it's, it's all coming full circle is because we're doing it on our own. A smart mark video was great and gary's great those guys you know robles and everybody is great but you can't be like hey come over for the royal rumble and we're gonna just discuss how we want to shoot they get they're doing other indies they're doing all kinds of other stuff they film the show that's what they do doing the production in-house and having chase have that department and have us you know have these ideas and have these meetings everything that we want to do like thorne's saying now can be executed the way exactly how we want it you know what i mean like everything is done exactly you know, you don't have to rely on some company coming in. You know what I mean? We were there. I got there to Akron at like 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? We were right. all there. And the ring was already set up. I swear to God, I got there at like noon. The ring was already done. The stage was being built. Like, it, it's been crazy. The, yeah, everything the students, was, there was a lot of people. Everything was, was super great. efficient on, um, you, you know, last Saturday. And, you know, it, the other thing which you guys are going to see soon is we also started shooting intense TV again, which is you know going to be about you know 20 or so minute you know just little additional you know things you know content to put out you know on social media and things to kind of continue to complement everything that we're doing and you know kind of give this 360 purview for the people that want it because like who knows you know what i mean who knows what's going to happen with wrestling indie wrestling anything like we just want to be ready for you know whatever mm-hmm. the next evolution of it is and you know what's your well, what's your vision for intense tv like what do you think what would you like it like what's it going to look like is it going to look like where ecw used to do those cuts yeah it's going to it's going to be like, very sim- it's going to be very similar to that you know uh ho- like which they filmed they, they filmed you know pieces of it uh on saturday throughout the day but you know it's going to be host segs you know like there's going to be mm-hmm. 
um, you know, kind of different, you know, topics for the episode. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it might be a, you know, just a feature on one talent. You know what I mean? For 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, uh, it's going to evolve. That's going to evolve into into different things as well. Um, because, like I said, you know, I kind of ha- have empowered these guys to, to, you know, I said I would like, I would like for this to come back. I would like to have more content like this, if you think it can get done. And that was the it, that was essentially the directives I've given. And I said, you know, uh, like Dustin Alberti has, has, you know, he's written, you know, he, he's written the first few episodes, and um, mm-hmm. they filmed it and. You know, as I see it, you know, I had no other feedback. I had no other input on it. As I watch it, you know, I'll say, hey, I like this. I didn't like this. Let's change this. Let's, you know, and it's uh, we're, that that's going to evolve too. But it's just, you know, we don't, we've lacked so much in the, the kind of, you know, full, you know, just full capacity and potential of the company, you know, and, uh, like too, like said, you know, we, we love Mike Burns. We love smart work video. We couldn't be doing these things. We didn't own cameras, you know, like we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have these capabilities and now we do. And now we're just kind of trying to get the full, you know, see, see what the full, you know, if, we, if there's more that we can, we can grow into, but I don't really have like an overall goal. I just want people to like it and keep coming. And you know what I mean? Like we have no, you know, grained, ideas of, of of doing anything other than you know our usual northeast ohio shows you know we just want to put more of a, a focus on them i just i think it's easier to get you know these these you know you, like josh when you said you know make these calls put the call out there to get everyone to to show up i think it's a little bit easier to get people to show up when we're putting out this complimentary content and building these characters and stories that people can get invested in you know what i mean people are going to come out and they're going to spend their time on stuff you know that they're interested in invested in and all this stuff that we're we're doing is just all towards the goal of trying to get you know our fans like you said in this area of northeast ohio you know as much as they can as much as they want to enjoy you know you and, can have as much or as, as little as you want yeah and i'll tell you the guy who i was watching with through our haze uh said to me two <laughs> things he had one complaint he couldn't hear he couldn't hear the ring announcer and he said he, he had a little bit of trouble with the with the sound but that's his own thing the other thing was he said he goes there's stories here i said yeah I said, that's why we watch it. He got it right away. He got the stories. He was asking me about, you know, why is going on. There's not a lot. And we can, you know, there's a handful of companies total in the country that do stories. The thing that you guys do best is your stories, is your respect of the past. And then when you do things like Intense TV, the people like me and the people in the country who still have that respect for the old ECW and the old ECW TV and you know, like Shotgun Saturday Night and all those things, it feels very similar, and I think that helps get more people's eyes onto it because it does have almost like a comfort to it where you feel like, oh, my God, these guys are doing a similar product or a, a almost a, it's almost nostalgic feeling even though it's very fresh. So I think there is something there I to mean, that. I it's just, I don't know, it's just pro wrestling. You know what I mean? That's the pro wrestling. I yeah. Like that's the pro wrestling. But that's simple. It, it, and, you know, there'll be times like, you know, somebody will say, why can't I do this? Like, let's do this match. And I'll say, well, I don't know. Like, I, I know that's how it is now. 
And sometimes you do throw on that random match. But, like, you know, when it comes to titles and stuff like that, it's really hard for me to kind of, you know, just say, oh, yeah, yeah, like, of course, everybody would, you know, like to see, you know, this person versus Isaiah Broner, you know? But, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's so many different politics and, and, and different things, and then it's like, is our crowd going to care? You know, like it, 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 it's like that match looks great on paper, you know, for Twitter, but like, is, you know, the person that only comes to shows in Akron going to care, you know, or be invested that much? I don't know. Like, and, uh, I don't know if I'm just like leaning into my old crabby, like, you know, like just, you, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Rip Rogers-esque, uh, <laughs> boy rip had a good day on that one yeah. huh <laughs> but uh you know it's just like Fucking guy uh, and, and of course sometimes we do that because we realize you do need you know you just need that crazy match out there every now and then but like because and that's what ecw did too but you know there's just uh i don't know you know like we're just trying to focus on what we do and try to do it better and you know improve it and not worry so much like you know i've talked about it before and like it's so easy to get caught up in that race of you know what's this promotion doing and what's that promotion doing and they booked this and they booked that and like it's so hard to get taken over by that and you know um uh, it's certainly happened to me you know at times and it'll probably happen to me again but like we're really trying to just focus on let's see what we can do with what we got and you know throw a couple things and mix it in you know obviously and uh see what we can make out of it and see how we can you know how we can improve it you know like look at like uh you know look at like a a new company like deadlock right like they just they've cultivated a whole audience on like patreon You, you know what i mean and like just yeah um you know who knows where things are going we're just trying to kind of carve out our niche and keep people well you know interested well i mean look at what but like you guys always seem to have one extra thing that kind of you grow it's almost like a growth thing like out of nowhere dex royal you got dex royal out of nowhere you literally did not no one said to to you john they weren't like you should book this dex royal guy you found dex royal he has fit in seamlessly. Now when Dex Royal wrestles, everything is fresh. So it's not like you're putting on the same match over and over again. Trey Lamar came back. Out of nowhere, you booked a Trey Lamar-Chuck Stone match. No one's ever seen that. The styles are completely different. You have a fresh match. There is just something where you guys, you don't need to go out and do matches that are not relevant or like, not relevant to your story, so to speak. Right, and like but sometimes all of a sudden, you do gotta do that. Now Dex Royal is completely relevant. Yeah. Right, and like sometimes Sorry, you get, you know, like sometimes you do gotta do that. Like at the temple, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a bigger venue. You gotta, you gotta pull in some, you know, you gotta pull in a Vikingo, you know, or a Speedball Mike mm-hmm. Bailey. And, you know, you do have to find that crowd, but, you know, there's also, look at that main event. It was a five on five of all of our guys, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, there's you know dex royal you know i think he's a perfect example of you know like like this is gonna sound like so pretentious or whatever but it's like (laughs) you know you you, you buy buy the stock low and and you know 
sell high, you know. So it's like I saw Dex Royal at Black Label when Chase Oliver got hurt, and um, you know they did a tryout show, and it was like I don't know, like 1 p.m. on a Saturday in Chicago, and uh, you know I sent. It was right when when Chase, um, you know, blew his Achilles out, and you know they needed somebody to drive all these kids out there because you know we were obligated to uh to, to film black label and i saw dex royal and i go who the fuck is this guy you know like and i yeah. looked you know i was like i told mikey i said this is your guy you know like this is your guy uh what a match they had after all that too. it was crazy yeah that match was and and we when on our show we discussed. Well, no, I'm it saying was I'm top. saying that not, was not, Mike, not Mikey Montgomery. I told Mikey the promoter of Black Label when I was there. Oh right, you know? right. Sorry. Oh, oh Mike. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I said this is your guy. I mean he, and deceivingly, really big guy. <laughs> you had to tell him. <laughs> no, I, well, like you know, it was like a tryout show, and I was like, this is the guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like, um, we had that opportunity, which you know, hopefully it's going to show up on Fight soon, or Triller Plus TV, um. Dex, you know, we put Dex on the rumble on Main Street, too, and he did great. And I just think I think he's got a great look. I think he's super athletic and talented. He's totally under the radar, under underutilized guy. And, uh, you know, we just started kind of uh, it's from I saw him at Black Label. We put him on rumble on Main Street, too. And then it's just like, uh, you know, you're putting cards together. You look at a spot and you go, hey. Dex, are you available? You know, like, hey, you know, like, Dex, let's put you, you know, let's let's throw you in the jail. It, you know what I mean? Like, let's just do things like that. And now, you know, he is kind of, you know, a, a fresh guy, you know, on the rise that people are looking at. And, um, you, you know, same thing. You know, Trey Lamar work him back in. And uh, honestly, you know, Chuck Stone's been there, but not this Chuck Stone. You know, like he's totally mm-hmm. been freshened up. Um, you know, from everything that's happened in the summertime, you know, till now, I think that he's found so much confidence as a performer. And, uh, you know, I think Chuck is just, uh, you know, you want to talk about just like raw potential. Like that's to me, that's Chuck stone. Yeah. He, he, this Chuck stone is the, the, the brutalizing like style of this Chuck stone is awesome. And to put him in Trey Lamar, could not have been different styles. It it just worked. It I think, you know, kudos to both those guys for making it work. But that was something that we've never seen before. So you had that. I mean, between between the first, you know, that match and the Dex match, two matches we've never seen before. So you don't have to always go for the you know the whatever the name is or the flavor of the month that people want to see, you know, flying in because these people keep your stories going and they are exactly what is needed at the time that's something that you guys have been very good at is saying look these are what we need right now and this is what we're doing whether or not you bring in one or two others is fine but a guy like chuck a guy like dex they just make it feel fresh and it it just works yeah boys, boys chuck over man yeah i said that when he came out in the back everyone was like man i mean i the thorn you were standing right there <laughs> boys chuck over uh, that that chuck fuck shirt is uh that's to be a top seller i'm <laughs> which sure my boss also owns one of those now too I was I was oh gonna say I didn't know if you wanted to put it out there. Thorne's boss, big fan. Chuck Stone, big fan. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know. Like it just feels like you, you know. And I do look at the, you know, like 
it just feels like all the kind of the characters are falling into place in a way, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and this is, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but like, you know, everybody romanticizes about that 96 ECW run. Like I really prefer like 98, 99. I feel like they had really figured it out. And like, who was that? East, who was the, who was the champ at that point in 90s? It's like Shane, it's like Shane Douglas, you know, like end of 97 or into 98, like, the Shane Douglas, Bam Bams, you know, like uh, Sabu, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, like they just had all of their characters, I think, in place and all of their pieces in place. You know, Dudley, Zal Snow, you know, like RVD, Sabu, you, you know, like, and then you had the young guys like Chetty and Doring and, and, and Roadkill kind mm-hmm. of working working their way up. And, you know, anybody that went to a house show, you know, and like, I'm not even talking ECW Arena, like I'm talking, you know, Cleveland, right? Or you know, one of these weird markets, you know, like all those guys were over, you know, like everybody was over. And I think that's really when the potential of ECW was like on the brink of just full on explosion. And that's kind of where it's like, I like, and I'm not comparing it, but I feel like, you know, my, like what I'm trying to say here is, I feel like a lot of our guys are starting to find where they fit and the pieces are kind of falling into place. You know what I mean? Like the Chuck Stones and, the, you know, just uh, Mikey can, Montgomery. Can I give you a couple of guys that, like, yeah, go ahead. from a TV watching stand yeah. out? Two guys who I couldn't believe stood out. Well, I can believe it, but two guys that I noticed the most during the broadcast. One is o- lately is always Sam H- Hardway Holloway. That's, that's just... Just his size and his, but the other one, and you might think I'm nuts, is <laughs> when when there was the pull apart with Bishop and and Bane, and Alex Melee came in and got in his face. Oh, yeah. I honestly, he stood out. I can't help it. Yeah, he literally. I was he's like, Melee's gonna take this dude right he's now. He's the only one that sw- he went. I think he swung at him. He's the only one that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Took a shot. I'm telling you from <laughs> from the TV side. I know you love him. Oh yeah, he's great. <laughs> But, but Melee, he stood out to me on the TV side. And Big Sam, my friend who was, I was watching with, was like, that dude is a monster. And I'm like, oh, he sure is. Wait till you see him jump over the top rope. There's just something about both of those guys Alex that stood out on the broadcast. Yeah, Melee, for real. You know, you got to optimize your seconds, right? Like, that's what it's all about. You <laughs> yep. know, he went out there and he, he, he called the shot. It didn't work out great for him. But, uh, you know, you remembered it. So maybe it did. <laughs> and if I could just tell you, my brother texted me earlier and said, "Can you ask John Bane?" He goes, "I guess that wasn't um, um, directed towards the New York metro market because none, none of us over no. here knew who he was." No, no, no. He you know, like so. Jason Bane was like a like a Cleveland area stalwart. Um, right. You know, he was. Uh, I saw him on Cleveland All Pro shows in 1998. You know, uh, he used to be he wow. used to be known as the Widowmaker. Uh, and then he was Bane. Then he was Jason Bane. Um, just uh, one of the just local legends. Um, you know, uh, there are tons of stories of the old Cleveland All Pro era. If you know, a uh, little inside baseball. If you know, you know, there's times given. And if you went over on your time at Cleveland All Pro, Jason Bane was sent. And you know, he's, he, you know, he was. <laughs> you need to enforce oh, no. that. Now. He was. He, he was just. Uh, you know, he was just doing what he was told. But he, you know, if your if 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 your match is over, Jason Bain was coming out, and he, he was 
he was handling he was handling business on behalf of the promotion and um <laughs> Holy you, you know it's just uh different different times you know what i mean but uh, uh always just a just a stone cold killer and like anybody that experienced wrestling you know in those days that was the one guy that stood out um you know i think michael porter um tweeted it there was a time on i think it was raw where he uh takes the master lock challenge and um you know he was he was getting looks and, and you know i believe if uh you know if rumor and innuendo are correct he actually turned down a wwe contract you know somewhere in the mid 2000s um because he had a job that paid better than what they offered him and um you know he said no but uh he wrestled up until uh, I believe 2013 was the last time he wrestled. He only did one, one or two AIW shows. Like he, I think, did Absolution three, and that was it. Because um, you know he was kind of a JT guy, and you know sometimes we were good with JT, sometimes we weren't good with JT, and that's just kind of the way it all you know fell into place. But uh, whether you knew who he was or not. It didn't matter because he certainly made an impact at the end of that show. Yeah, he's a presence. He he absolutely came in, and I I, I was trying to explain to my friend who was I, was I was like I don't I don't know who he is, but I'm going to listen to the commentary. But he is huge, and Bishop and him face to face was a sight for the television side of things. Yeah, I mean that's a Bishop, that's a young Josh Bishop dream match. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't know if that was a real thing or not until uh the show had started he he arrived at the he arrived at the venue but uh yeah it was uh that's the kind of thing though was like we're not you know we're not trying to tell other people's stories we're trying to tell our stories and Mm -hmm. you know with prohibition kind of leaning into this local legend thing he uh you know he wanted to go find another local legend that you know anybody that was around in those days every single person remembers jason bain and you know he he worked for other promotions locally so you know fans uh, like this is what i said in the back i said there's a lot of people that didn't know but the people that knew really knew and like were in shock because in those days not a lot of people stood out but he certainly stood out and you know i've if you check out the Cleveland All Pro Wrestling Archives Facebook and YouTube that we've been working on, there's a lot of old Jason Bain footage that's you know that that's made its way on there, and um, you know you mm-hmm. can kind of see he used to be a lot bigger, but uh, you know he's gotten himself in 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 great shape for this you know whatever this is going to become, um, you know maybe it's one match, maybe it's you know two years of matches, nobody really knows to be honest. Uh, it's kind of you know ball is in his court. But uh, you know he's been he's been gone for you know over ten years, and uh, he's back and you know yeah. But how do you how do you plan for something like that? So like he comes back and you say something you you said something like could be two matches could be two years. How do you I mean the, how do you plan for something like you just, that? You know it's like w- with guys like that you know it's kind of the ball the ball's in their court right like mm-hmm. you know you have to see. You know, I don't know the circumstances as to why he left wrestling. You know, what if he didn't like it? You know, like uh, he's a very he doesn't talk a lot. You know, so uh, 
we just don't really know where it's at, you know. And uh, to be honest, I haven't even really talked to him. It's all been through, you know, Josh Prohibition. You know, it's that it's that's wow. real. You know, that's like a real thing. Uh, Maybe he went back to jail, like in the famous clip he said on Raw. I just got out of county jail. Yeah. I don't know. He said for manslaughter. <laughs> he just went or back to the to the big Which, house. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's did a bit. Totally. You know, that's one hundred percent the truth. Is you know everything's been through. You know, Josh Prohibition. You know, did all this and and, and set it all up. And you know, uh, so I don't really know. You know what I mean? Like I think we. Jason Bain and I, you know, we've known each other. We've, you know, certainly interacted with each other, but I don't know that we have the, re- the rapport with each other. You know what I mean? So, I, I like, I honestly, I, it could be just March 22nd. It could be more. Um, that's not like a, that's not even like a cliffhanger tease. Like, we just, you know, and you, you can't plan for it, you know? Like, you gotta, yeah. you know, that's kind of the thing where it's like, I'm a very, you know, like where Chase is trying to iron everything out. I'm a very like fluid booker, you know, so I can. And, and that's why I think we've done well in the past when when things fall through and things have to change and you got to do things on the fly. Like I'm a very kind of fluid booker with, with stuff like that. So, you know, I'm I can wait. I can wait and see. And, you know, if he doesn't he doesn't want to do any more, he doesn't want to do any more. If he wants to do any more, I I have like seven matches right off the top of my head that I'd like to see him do. So, wow. you know, that's why I'm ready like, to go. But like the fact that you don't, you haven't had that conversation with him, and it's through J Pro and things like that's. I mean, I I can't wrap my head around that knowing like the way that I I'm I sat in an, an hour meeting an all day meeting today at work, and I'm like everything is planned to the T like, and you're telling me that you didn't even speak to the talent, like really no. to plan what's happening is wild. To no, me. I mean, you know, you just gotta like, to me, like that's one of those things to where it was like, I don't know if people are going to think this is big or not, but like for the people that it's going to matter to, it's worth rolling the dice on this whole thing, you know, just for that moment uh, to mm-hmm. happen. And, you know, I know people like, like Summers and Michael Porter, and there were a lot of people that were, like, going nuts. And there were a lot of people that were like, I don't know who that guy is, but he's friggin' scary, and he just is killing people, you know? So yeah, I think it worked on different levels, and you just got to you gotta, gotta just wait and see. And, you know, because, like, listen, you know, when you, if you're willing to walk away from wrestling for 10 years and never come around it, you got to, you know what I mean? It's a... You know, the, there's a process to it. You know, you got to see if, you know, you love it again or, you know, like, there, I don't know. Like, I really don't know what the circumstances for any of it is as to why he stopped wrestling. So we there's there's one match for sure that's going to happen March 22nd. And that's, you know, where it goes from there. It goes from there. Maybe it goes nowhere from there. But uh, just to get Jason Bain out for at least one more uh I think for at least the Cleveland area fans, um, that's why we're doing it in in Cleveland at the Temple. I think it's you know I think it's a really cool thing because I you know even if it's, even if he's only doing one you know he didn't have some big you know send off he just didn't wrestle again one day so um, <laughs> stop showing it's up. wild I mean and but you also rem- I gotta remind you of this though I know you probably know you have a couple you have a bunch of stars in the making with some of these rookies and. The way that J Pro brought Tyler Jordan along, and I mean that kid, he looks, he reminds me, and he said it on, on when we interviewed him. 
he reminds me of like a 2006 SmackDown wrestler, and you have Zay Garcia, and you have you have a bunch of guys who are like in that area. I, the 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 talent that your guys are farming and and pushing out is even when you need them is quite impressive. And the fact that Jordan is in that feud with Jay Pro, and then it became Bane. I mean, the way it kind of played itself out on the TV worked really really well. Especially the visual of his frog splash, and then the lights went out and everything. Um, yeah, it just it just worked, and that dude, the contrast between him and what was going on in the ring was was really good for the viewer. Yeah, and you know that just goes to that, you know, back to your ECW kind of analogy. Is if Bane would have just walked down to the ring, would anybody have cared? I don't know. You know what I mean? Some would, some wouldn't. No. Mm-hmm. But the lights out thing just made everybody pay attention. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you've seen it a million times with Sabu or, or, you know, somebody else at ECW. And, you know, that's kind of the vibe that, you know, we kind of all agreed on that we thought, you know, w- was deserving. And, you know, I think it made it just feel bigger. Like I said, you know, like we don't know where we don't know where it's going to go. But, like, I have so many like if Bane wants to do more stuff uh, with, you know, this dude wrestled for, you know probably 20 years you know 10 at least 15 like he's got a lot that he could teach people and you know that's another kind of avenue to when it comes to developing and or you know i think you said farming talent like yeah you got to get him in there with people that know you know and uh Mm -hmm. people from these different eras and generations and um you know uh that's the thing is like there are a lot of guys waiting to be next guys up and you know that's what we're hopeful to do with these you know thursday shows like we got one on 229 at the mercury lounge not you know we're not going to stream it live to kind of take a little bit of that pressure off but then you know we're going to have it up as a vod and you know we're talking about kind of giving it the same experience that you would see you know like you saw um at eye for an eye when it when it does go up but we just kind of want to take a little bit of that pressure off some of these guys and let them kind of feel a little freer and, uh, you know, let them develop, right? Like there's, you know, like you said, Alex Melee, you know, there's Shelby Wilder, there's Zay Garcia, you know, there's um, all kind, you know, all kinds of guys. Like then you get your Vic Vices and, you know, your Austin Jameses that, were, you know, have kind of, you know, worked work their way up and back down and, mm-hmm. you know, don't really have a, you know, sure fitting you know like someone like tyler jordan you know he's whoops i dropped something he's a uh tyler jordan you know he's he's kind of the exception to the rule you know he's he broke through you know he looks the part he wrestles the part he does you know he's he's young he's athletic he's good looking you know he has a crowd that follows him everywhere he wrestles you know he does small shows in southern ohio and you know He's got a caravan of people that go down there and buy those tickets. They're probably loving him in Marion, Ohio right now. You know, like <laughs> uh, he he understands that, you know, he, it's it, it's a it, it's not just the in the ring business. It's a, you know, overall business. And, you know, he like Tyler Jordan is a lot to credit for that crowd on Saturday. You know, so is, you know, Shelby Wilder, Sam Holloway. Like, you know, I, I named all those guys earlier in the show, but Tyler Jordan, you know, when I told him he's going on last, he took that very seriously. And, you know, he had a, a huge contingent of people come out to support him. Um, and, you know, it, it was his 21st birthday the day before. Like, that's just 
it's crazy how young he is and you know the potential uh obviously is there and you know josh prohibition you know obviously saw something in him somewhere along the way um wanting to wrestle him at at, at fresh meat at least and uh you know i'm it's just a nice little kind of maybe it goes all the way to absolution maybe it doesn't you know it's just kind of like you know maybe there's a mid-season finale to some of these feuds as well um Mm-hmm. you know to where it's not so predictable and that's you know what we plan to do with you know adding more to these streams adding more kind of youtube content and intense tv and all that stuff is you know you don't got to drag everything to july you know like we can do things you know we don't have to do this reset uh all the time like it's it, it like that's happened you know it's like absolution and then it's kind of like whatever and then you know you get into things you know like mid into the next year you know now we're kind of you know trying to to utilize that time better and and do a little bit you know just make it more interesting and uh i think you know this feud starting at fresh meat three you know is essentially is something that is a, is a new approach for us in a way and, and I, I've never felt older than when I speak to those kids and they tell me that they grew up on TNA. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm like, the kids I, I was at WrestleMania 1. It's like, how the fuck? Like, I, they love it. I didn't watch a ton of it. You know, like I was like an ECW yeah. Attitude Era, early Ruthless Aggression, you know, and like I never really like I got super into the TNA stuff. But all right. these kids, like, I don't know if they were showing it at the elementary schools or what but like every yeah, kid. I, I mean like it was pay-per-view it was pay-per-view i watched on occasion right. a wednesday pay-per-view right and like with jeff jarrett with the the midget who shot him or pulled the gun out and everything like you know that was like i was like okay that's funny and then but like i never watched it over and over like these guys grew up on it yeah it's crazy like every yeah. kid that comes to the school loves tna uh like Chase Oliver loves loves TNA. Josh Bishop loves TNA. They all like. I I don't know if like when there's a substitute teacher, they just play TNA tapes in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> but like all of these kids just love TNA so much. They love it. Do you think um, this this feud with Tyler Jordan is really kind of bringing something out of Josh? Being that you know he's been around professional wrestling for a long time and he's. You know, getting an opportunity to bring in a young kid who he sees from the very jump that, you know, he thinks he has something in him. And, it, you know, it's kind of getting to bring him along a little bit and kind of show him the, you know, show him the ropes, per se, of, you I know, think it's professional like, wrestling. I think it's kind of maybe the opposite. I don't know. Like, I think, I think, you know, Josh and Bane, they're from this era where things were a little harder and things were a little different. You know, uh, Matthew Justice actually sent a message to the AIW students last night that said his first day of training at Cleveland All Pro, every prospective student had to line up and just take Bane lines so they could see who would give up and walk out over and over and over again. He said every single person that was there just got fed to Bane and Bane was made to make you want to quit. Like, it wasn't hey like everybody like let's we like wrestling let's make you wrestlers bane was there to make you quit and you know josh prohibition went through that when he went to the cleveland all pro wrestling school and things were a lot harder and more difficult and i do think that there is some 
I don't want to, I, I don't think bitterness is the word, but just some animosity for how easy it, it has gotten in a sense, you know, like uh, as far as making money and getting opportunity and um, there's some contracts, there's some real isn't like real realism in those promos that Josh prohibition is putting out. You know, he s- says those things uh, when a camera is off, yeah. you know? So I think it's just a little like, Hey, you have all of the tools, but like you've not had to, you've probably not had to experience anything all that's been all that difficult to you as far as, this process has been and athletics go, you know, like Tyler Jordan is like a division one, like high school, like star athlete, you know, um, decorated boxer. He's, he's, he's done a lot of things, you know, for being so young. And, uh, I think just prohibition is just a little, he's just a little, a little resentful. You know what I mean? Like if he was born a little, a couple of years later, maybe he would be Johnny Gargano making, you know, WWE money, but he wasn't, you know, he's in his forties and he was like, just from that era that it didn't happen for a lot of guys. And I think he's just a little, you know, he, he, th- he thinks maybe it's been a little too easy. Interesting. I mean, it, it works. It just works. And it, it, you could feel it off of the, uh, off the episode. So, I mean, for the show, so it, it definitely works. Yeah, I can't wait to see where that one's going to go, for sure. I, I can't wait to see more Bane. Um, admittedly, like I said, you know, I'm newer to wrestling, especially in the Cleveland area, so I had no idea. And I even said, uh, true story, I even said, who, who's the guy uh, that's been walking around backstage? It looks like he just got out of jail. And they were like, that's Jason Bane. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, did he get out of jail? And they, they laughed and, like, watch this clip. <laughs> Yeah, it's what, what well, it, it worked. The whole the whole show, John looked looked different, and the matches, the flow was really good. Um, you know, even from like the match selection, how you went after after uh, intermission. So, like from a TV side, if you want, like you know, my complete kind of roundup. Yeah, it flowed, it worked, and uh, it was extremely entertaining. So, I like I liked the pacing, I liked the video of it. So I hope there's more of that in the future. Yeah, that's the hope. You know, that's that's really the hope, and you know, that's kind of why it, uh, I just we just don't know. You know what I mean? And I know it's our podcast, so no one's probably going to come on here and be like, "That shit sucked." But uh, <laughs> you know, like it, it's just interesting. You never know. You know, like it, honestly, it's just like it, it's kind of crazy, but it's like the people that come all of the time. Like it's hard to kind of take their feedback because they have almost agendas at that point, you know, and biases, but like, like my boss, for example, like hearing like her perspective of the live experience made me feel really good. You know what I mean? Cause it's like mm-hmm. never, you know what I mean? And it's just like, what did you like? What didn't you like? Who did you like? You know what I mean? Like, um, who stood out, you know, stuff like that to where it's just like, you know, and then, on the flip side of that is getting people's experience that aren't there live like you who are just watching it even though you have your kind of opinions and biases you're watching it as a like almost television presentation and seeing you know how that kind of evolves different things and then like you know I'll like my nephew was there and I'm like you know who's you know like who stood out to you you know and like he loves Shelby Wilder, you know, and it's just like, 
well, that's interesting. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why? And he's like, well, he was different. He was a cowboy. Everybody just kind of comes out to rap music and, you know, they're all good wrestlers, but like this guy came out to country music and was a cowboy and it was different than everybody else. This is like a nine-year-old kid. And I'm like, that makes so much sense, but I never would have thought of that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, but like, I love getting all of those kind of different purviews because like it helps me you know to where i go you know to me i'm like i I don't know about a cowboy you know what i mean like i'm looking at that like i don't know if that's gonna work then i got a nine-year-old kid going i love the cowboy you know like (laughs) and it's just like maybe you know what i mean like then you know to you know probably the the benefit of shelby wilder you know my nine-year-old nephews has me thinking maybe you know maybe we should try a little bit more with shelby wilder you know like uh, IW Guide Rookie of the Year. <laughs> listen, <laughs> he's no melee, but hey. <laughs> listen, my daughter's the same way. She loves, she loves Jocelyn. She loves Josh Bishop. I, she has, Who does she it? does, she, she just, but she loves the way <laughs> he comes out, and it's just like I don't know. She met him though a few years ago, so like that might be tainting her views, but she loves him when he comes out. Like her eyes light up. She's gonna be nine. She New song she lo- out of Josh. Did you notice yeah. that there? I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. I would have said no to that if I knew that was Why? Happening. Why? What's wrong with it? Because I think Sabotage is just, like, so established. Like, when... I'm pretty sure... Did that, did that match come out of intermission? The uh, the Bishop match? It was... Uh, uh, they were second after second. intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the second match. First was Derek and... Uh, wasn't it Derek and Magnum? Because, like... So... You know, when you're coming under mission, you kind of have people that are still kind of straggling back in and stuff. But, like, when sabotage hits, like, everybody runs back in, you know, like, no matter where they're at. So, like, it's kind of like a mood. Like, I saw it at the, like, at the temple, you know, sabotage hit, people running from the bar, you know, like, uh, it's just, it's just been so ingrained in everybody. So, like, his yeah. new music is great, but like sabotage is, it's like the glass breaking, you know. Like people know who's coming, so like people yeah. even. But even Xbox, cha- Xbox changed from the regular DX to his own Xbox song. So you know, sometimes you gotta kind of get yourself your own thing again and like try to kind of reinvent. How'd that work for Xbox, though? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all remember that that song, don't we? <laughs> it's uh, it's such a weird thing for me because. The, anyone will come like because yeah, you're notoriously not a big fan of changing music um and uh, we've had a lot of people you know change their music one song here one song. there's a lot of changing of music in aiw and when josh debuted the new song at other places i thought that was interesting and i wondered if he was going to do it here so when i was putting the music together i i asked him you know i said you know sabotage of the new song and he sent me the new song and i'm never gonna go to you and go hey thorn which one should I? you know i i always tell the guy you know the wrestlers it's up to them what they want to play I'll, I'll hit play on whatever you want um, but it's always interesting to see the reactions and, and what ha- you know when when it is changed what happens. Well, but I mean, I Derek changed from to- you know all my friends are dead to his own song, right? Like to that song now. Now people know him when he comes out to that one. So I mean, it just takes a little time, but it does. Well, well it Josh does Bishop didn't even know his, his music was playing, so <laughs> that's why it took him so long to come out because oh, he didn't. <laughs> He didn't realize that it started, well, but I bet you if you had heard that sabotage, you would have been running through the right, through the curtain. Right. You would have known. It's well, you memory. know, it takes 
Right, right. Growing pains, it happens. <laughs> uh, well, we did get uh, some questions in this in the Discord. If you want to go over a few questions, sure. um, if you do want to get in the Discord, join our Patreon uh, for as little as five bucks and get in the Discord uh, and ask any questions you want to hear here. Or they, you know, we're doing a uh, watch along. Josh, were you doing the watch along as the live was in the Discord, or was that on Twitter, or where was that? Uh, we do the watch along through well, whoever was doing it. I was doing it on my own. I do my own watch along, and then if people want to like tweet with me, but I think. The, some of the people were doing the watch along in the Discord, yeah. Nice, okay. Yeah. Um, we did have some questions. Uh, so we kind of already talked about it, but Scott Random was curious about, you know, he said he presumes this is chapter one of the, a longer story, but we kind of t- talked over. It's kind of up to Bane as far as, you know, how long he wants to go, but he's curious how long that was in the works to bring him in. I, I know probably, you know, not, not, not too super long. long. What it's I kind know. of, uh, I wouldn't say chapter one. It's kind of like a Bane choose your own adventure, you know, like... Uh, you, yeah. you could pick the option that you know the book's going to end, and uh, you know you can check it off the red books list, or you know you can you can go on that adventure. So uh, <laughs> I don't I, I don't really know. I, can't, I mean, it was day you know a couple days maybe prior to the event. It was it was worked out, and that's kind of where the switch happened for that to go on last. You know, initially mm-hmm. um, the tag match was going to close the show, but uh, we thought you know with with it being a street fight and you know with this bane thing uh i shuffled the deck a little bit on that i definitely think it would be a disservice to the guys the tag match to go out after something like a right, lights out right. surprise of bam it just takes the gas it was just going to be hard for them to recover from that and like you know i typically yeah. like you know the champions to be presented as champions but it just uh, i i had to shuffle the deck on that one and i, I think it was the right call Definitely. Um, to piggyback off that a little bit, Sean asked, uh, he doesn't want to ruin any surprises, but a yes or no, maybe just have any other old school Cleveland All-Pro legends been contacted at all? Or? No. Um, no, not not at all. I mean, just, uh, you know, who knows where a lot of those guys are, to be honest with you. You know, Bain hasn't wrestled since 2013. So, you know, uh, I think a lot of those guys have uh, put a lot of their wrestling time behind them for the most part. Um I'm hopeful that, you know, just uh, putting those Cleveland All-Pro matches up on social media, you know, I know, um, you know, some people had reached out and said that, you know, they never thought their, you know, their kids would ever have seen them wrestle. They didn't know the footage existed. Uh, so I'm just hope, you know, hopeful that, you know, those guys are, are happy and maybe they kind of pop out and um, come support. One guy, uh, Lars Rockney, who I talked to a lot, uh, a little kind of, interesting fact um he purchases the jaylet trophies every year um as a kind of you know thank you for us keeping jt's name alive he always puts up the money for the uh for the trophies and uh he texted me that he can't believe bane's gonna wrestle again and you know he lives in north carolina now but he said he's gonna fly in to watch it um oh hell you know because uh bane was just one of those guys you know that uh you know just uh like for that era was just another on another level to watch you know like for better or for worse you know what i mean like probably worse mm-hmm. for a lot of the guys that he was working with but um <laughs> yeah you know great to watch and uh so you know large rockney texted me he was he was pretty excited about that but i haven't really heard or you know talked to a lot of those other guys it's just uh you know uh going through the tapes and the videos it's just like like I've, I've said it before it's kind of like helped reset my brain back to like a time where i was you know a fan of of things and i wasn't so kind of 
burnt out and you know ingrained in the business of uh, pro wrestling. So I don't know, yeah. just like a just like a hobby, but uh, no, you know, and that's not like a ooh like hidden secret or anything. Like there's, I don't even like if you added another Cleveland All Pro guy, I don't even know who it would be to be honest. Uh, so no, yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. We didn't really get into it too much, but just how much shit goes wrong. We had, you know, we didn't have a doom and gloom you, but there was a lot of obstacles, let's just call them, before the show started this week. Uh, and there was a lot. I mean, some credit cards were swiped and yeah. uh, some purchases had to be There's made. There's a lot of equipment uh, for that some equipment. Uh, broke yeah. uh, prior to that stream going up that, uh, oh man, you know. Two legs had to make a couple uh, couple runs to Best Buy, and uh, I, every time you guys I, talk about that, I don't understand. Here's brother, the thing: you guys visited, just did it, Pat. You guys just did it like a, like a month and a half ago. The 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 items themselves never leave the boxes or whatever that you guys put them in. What happens between that time and that time that things go completely wrong? I am not in charge of these items or certain things, um, but I know it is. They're also used for a lot of things. You know, we do the production for a lot of other you know right. companies. They're getting shoved in rabbits, cars and things know. like that. You know, yeah. we're, we're not. Mm-hmm. They're not um, traveling via you know freighter truck. So, uh, right. <laughs> but I, I made uh, made a trip to Walmart several times. The two or three Walmart trips, a Best Buy trip, a Target trip. Uh, there was there was a lot of retail. Not to, not to throw him under the <laughs> under the bus too much because you know his poor phone. I don't know if it could take it at uh, this point if he listens to <laughs> this got, podcast. It's got to be made of steel, bro. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like Chase, Chase Oliver purchases these <laughs> these things in which stuff can travel in, and uh, I don't think he realized that you know maybe some foam should be in there, you know, when it's clanking <laughs> around. Uh, so you know, there were no screens or monitors or anything, you know, uh, f- for us to even view the cameras. Uh, and man, Chase, I, I've never seen somebody whip their phone at a wall, pick it up, whip it back at the wall, pick it up, and whip it back at the wall again. <laughs> he spiked it off the then, ground, then first, touchdown, it up and whipped it, then touchdown, <laughs> spike it, you know, uh, and uh, then uh, <laughs> he's just, I, I said, "Hey, man, go take a lap or something," you know. It's fine. Uh, I'm at one point. I looked at you and I looked at him and I said, "We have two options here." Option A or option B, but destroying our phones is not going to make either one of those options better. So just tell me what to do, and I'll go do it. Yeah, I just gave you my credit card, and I said, just yeah, go. you handed the card I over. Said, just go figure it out because this guy is <laughs> not going to stop throwing his phone. He was so fucking mad. Yeah, just maddest human. But uh, yeah, it's just stuff. <laughs> stuff like that happens, you know. And uh, now he knows, you know. You don't put you don't put monitors, you know, like with no production into this nice monitor bag. Like he was like, oh, I got this monitor bag, but it was just like, yeah, but they're just still clanging around in a trunk. <laughs> we got backups for our backups. So we're, we're the list of all the stuff we own is just fucking man. <laughs> we're we're getting deep here, but not to get too far off the subject. Um, actually, newer uh, newer member to the Patreon, Papa Bear, uh, asks. Uh, we're doing hashtag Ask AIW. Uh, they said they tried the ice cream sundae at the Tadmore, and it was terrific. Uh, something I always I'm always bragging about that the the ice cream sundae there at the Tadmore. It's great. Uh, they're curious. Will there be at more Sundays at other events? Uh, they would love. A temple Sunday. The temple Sunday wouldn't hold your breath on, but yeah, uh, the Tadmore Shrine always barely, has uh, plenty of concessions. They, they barely get pizza, you know. I, like I don't think they're good. They once, 
famously had hot dogs with no bun. Yeah, I mean, there were the out. Tadmore. The Tadmore Sundays are an absolute. There, there's something. They look so much better in Twitter than the, I. <laughs> I spilled an entire one on my shoes the last time I was there, but. I, How many there's beverages some frozen deep for you there? I mean, come on. Yeah, there was there was something, and I was wearing white shoes, and everyone in the area looked at me, and I go, "God yeah. damn it! Like, why do I have to? Why am I, I had to wash them the second I got home?" But there there's something about those the frozen brownies, and I think I've heard that the brownies used to be homemade, and now they're kind of like brownie bites. But you know, that's just my own opinion on the brownies. There, oh, I love it. I love all the concessions. Maybe we can get Monsoon Classic. Uh, to get an ice cream sundae at like uh, the East Lake, you know, when he does the concessions there or something, we'll have to try and see what we can do. <laughs> make things just making stuff harder on Monsoon right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question uh, I know uh, Ed asks. Uh, he's looking for us to bring in a wrestler, Hechicero, uh against the guy Dom from AEW. Yeah, yeah, Dom Greeny or Filthy Tom. He's looking for. Um, I'm not too familiar with this person, but uh, I really only have time for AIW these days, so don't blame me. Uh, but Thorne, how, how, you know, I mean, as far as bringing guys in, uh, Ed, you, you, you're slanging down your checkbook to bring I can't believe this guy. I can't imagine he's going to be cheap there, so, you know. You had so much success with Bandito and, and all those guys. You might as well, right? Yeah, we had, yeah. Uh, we had uh, Commander as well. Commander. He went through you guys before, like, and now know, he's a huge star. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, I mean... Get that AIW run. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have anything on the on the docket, you know, so to, so to say, for that. But, you know, sometimes opportunities mm-hmm. uh, do arise. Uh, I'm not going to blow it here just yet, but uh, I blew Two Legs' mind uh, after the show on Saturday when I told them who will be making their AIW debut on March 22nd, kind of in the same realm. Um I don't know if you even remember what I told you, two legs, because you were a little, you were a little inebriated. But uh. that's that's my favorite part. I think that's why you tell me stuff because you know I don't ever remember anything. <laughs> so you can tell me, and it's I'm not going to tell anybody, or it, I can't be spoiled because I don't I don't ever remember. It's you fine. lost your. You get my honest reaction in the moment, and then it's good. The slate is the slate's wiped clean. You lost. <laughs> you lost your mind. Uh, I can't wait for you to tell me again. This is great. I get it twice. Yeah, so, uh, but you know, like sometimes things j- just arise, and you know, uh, people say, "Hey, so and so is available." You know, um, it just has to be the right situation. But uh, there's nothing, uh, nothing on the docket uh, right now for him, at least. If you need me to drive Hook from Long Island to Cleveland, I will absolutely do that. He lives very close, and I followed his lacrosse career very carefully, John. So if you ever need anybody to come across the country from Long I Island, know. I Has got he you. ever even done an indie? I don't know. I've never. I, he did a Creative Pro show um, uh, a year ago from last May. He did one Creative Pro show, and he did a signing, mm-hmm. and it was very pricey. But I don't even know how much he did. I think he did a couple of throws, and that was it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all we got for the question portion of it. Um, anything else you want to go over, uh, you know, Thorne, before we get out of here, or ask Josh, or anything, Josh, you want to put over, you know? Uh, oh. I did, one thing I did want to say that I didn't kind of get a chance uh, earlier, A big, uh, one of the bigger reasons I think uh, we did ask Josh, and we're going to have Sam on here, is, uh, you know, the podcast is, you know, what brought you to AIW. You guys have always yep. said that, you know, you found the podcast first. Um, And that's kind of I wanted to try to tie it all together when Thorin kind of gave me the reins a little more on the podcast here. And 
for for me, it's easier to kind of schedule things out. I think it's easier. You make a schedule, it's easier to stick to it. You know, I'm, I, I've been trying to do that with the pod. You know, I don't know how many weeks in a row this is. Everyone likes to to mess with us a little bit because we weren't so consistent with it. But <clears throat> like I said, we're trying to 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 really you know bring you some content here every week on the podcast. And I thought bringing you guys in, for, you know, for a fan's perspective, sure. You know, was uh, was something that everybody could you know take something from. Well, I, I remember taking the first trip to Ohio, and he put on my brother made you know put on all the old episodes and just listening to you guys do the sit episode, and uh, you know you, he he listened to you guys all the way from Colt, so that's how you know we got in. So yeah, the the podcast is very influential, and there's a lot of people who you know who enjoy hearing when you guys do your when John when you always had you know, Dom in there or, or when you had Duke with you, when you just had a bunch of guys just kind of lying around and doing a show, it, it worked so well. And I think that's what, you know, made us so excited to kind of listen to it. So, you know, in the end, you know, that's that's exactly why. And anytime you guys ask me, I love it. And I'll do anything you guys you guys need on my side. It's, it's not bad enough that people already hear me speak. We recorded you know, one of those roundtables uh, at the, the day yeah. of the Royal Rumble. And uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll drop that next week or, you know, one of these weeks. It's great. It's always great when you got you guys are all you have such good rapport, so it, it definitely is worth you know the listen if people want to if you ever want to do that. But yeah, I, I got nothing. I IW guide. We came out today. We we were uh, we did the review of uh, of the Akron show, and next week we have um, we have AI IW guide rookie of the year Shelby Wilder uh, the fresh meat interview. So yeah, check so that if out. you're ever, ever looking for more kind of AIW. Uh, kind of content you know that you guys yep. are always in the aiw realm so yep. check out iw guide wherever you know you're downloading your podcasts mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate all that you guys do for us thorn anything else you want to get to before we get out of no, here i just want to thank uh you know everybody at iw guide for the support and you know reviewing the shows and you know uh given uh the academy graduates a platform you know doing your first podcast could be a, a nerve-wracking thing so you guys kind of you know uh you know, just kind of throw them into the fire, so to speak, you know, so earlier in their careers. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that is honestly, you know, so helpful for them just getting comfortable talking, you know, to, to people because, you know, it's just, especially these young kids, they just kind of grow up in this, you know, different world of, you know, kind of existing online. And, you know, it, it just helps them, you know, so much with their, you know, interpersonal skills when they're doing these podcast interviews um, and, you know, helps them kind of get out of their shells a little bit and, you know, gives fans a, a little bit of a, a deeper look at them. So, uh, you know, I just think it's, I think it's great. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's cool. We love, we love having those kids on and, and I honestly love talking to them. I think it's, it's, it's great to hear them kind of not be, have to worry that there's anybody there kind of, you know, they can just be themselves so it's it's been fun and everyone seems to you know want to jump on and do it so you know whoever wants to keep going we're always looking for good guests and anybody wants to join us you know it's it's our pleasure to have them so yeah all right well don't forget uh check us out we do have some shows coming up uh we are back in the cleveland area in lakewood ohio on the 29th of february at the mercury lounge thursday the mercury lounge in lakewood ohio and then we're back in cleveland at the temple masonic temple we got demolition and effie coming in so definitely make sure you get your tickets for that and that uh, mystery the person temple i told one. you about that you forgot about yes i can't wait to to get off, get off this and re- remember who that was <laughs> Um, so yeah, grab your tickets for all that stuff. Join the Patreon. Uh, any sponsorships? Check out uh, Jim at AIWrestling.com. We can always use any type of sponsorship. We're looking to work work with all kinds of different brands and stuff. 
Um, I think that's pretty much it for us, so uh, we'll see everyone next time. Thanks for John Thorne, for AIW, for Jay Gold, the Mysterious Benefactor Brothers. Thanks. See ya.